July the 7th, 2016. It's Thursday. Victoria, you walk up to the stone stair that leads to Bergen Asylum. You have been here many times before to try to visit Anne. It's been two months since he called you from the gas station and was hospitalized. You still don't know exactly what he have done or why. This is not the same building where you used to meet your psychiatrist, Derek. He sits in a smaller building further down from the parking lot. Yesterday, Dr. Hall called you and told you that you could come visit Anne today. The time is now 10.30 a.m. and you will meet the doctor in 15 minutes. A nurse takes your name at the reception and asks you to sit down and wait. The lobby where the reception and the waiting area are located is large. There are three sofas, several armchairs, a few tables with magazines. You see several orderlies coming and going, as well as a few doctors. There are four other persons waiting here. An old man, two teenage girls and their mother. As you sit down to wait, the nervosity takes a hold of you. What will you see? How will you react when you see Dan again? Will you be able to keep it together? Can you describe your feelings, your worries, and what you hope for? I sit down, but I can't stay in that position for more than 10 seconds. I then rise back to my feet and start nervously trembling around, going to one side of the room and then the other. My fingers start nervously dancing around the necklace uh, I wear and can't focus. I want to be happy because I can finally meet him. I haven't seen him, well, it feels like for years, even if it was not that long. Uh, I, he, he sort of left me with so many questions and uh, I don't have anybody without him. And uh, I'm happy, but I am also mad. I'm mad that he didn't tell me before all this, what was going on with him fully why he didn't came to me, why he went where he did, where he went. I'm happy, I'm meeting him, but I am mad. I'm furious. I want to shout at him, scream, and then I want to hug him, and maybe I will hug him. Can I hug him in here? I keep looking at the clock. Um, around at, uh, at the watch, around my wrist, and just back at the people who, who are also waiting here and can't understand. Like, they, for me, looks probably calmer than me. How can someone be calm in here? I don't like this place. Yes, I visit it often, but, but this place is not for Dan. He, he used to be the pillar of my strength, and now I have to be one for him. Do I? Can I? This way, please. A nurse is looking at you, Victoria, and show with a movement of her hand where to go. Dr. Hall is on the second floor. Take the elevator. You will find his room in the corridor close to the elevator. She points into a corridor that leads away from the lobby. Um, uh, all right. Um, I adjust a little bit. My clothes is like brush off. Uh, unexistent wrinkles from my skirt uh, and, and then keep moving towards the direction. Um, now my finger slip from the pendant to my dark red hair. I start playing with them, nervously tugging on them. The nervosity won't go away. You can't shake it off at all. If anything, it gets worse with every step. In the elevator, you almost feel a panic attack coming. 
I want you to roll two d10s for your depression. It's 11. 11. You feel your medicine in your pocket. You're not sure you need it, uh, but maybe just take one for comfort. You decide. One, I would like to take two. I mean, of course, I know that I can't. Too much is never good. So my hands shaking, but they reach out after all for that small bottle. I try to open it. Maybe because I'm in this state right now, it just gets stuck, it's difficult. Did I close it so hard? Uh, Struggling to open it, almost spill out these uh, tablets, but then finally one ends up between my fingers and I just drop it to my mouth and I reach for a bottle, uh, searching for the bottle of water, but I didn't brought it in, so I just try to swallow it without drinking it chasing it down with uh, some water and it feels like it gets stuck and I, I, I a little bit cough but finally it's, it's down in there and I, I hope it's going to start working really, really soon. I need this. I, I need this. I want you to roll. Keep it together. I roll nine and uh, I have one for my willpower so it's ten. You can choose one disposition and uh, describe how you act as you are standing in the elevator. You are alone by the way. I become angry. I um, curl my fingers into fists. Uh, I almost dig my nails into my palms. I start feeling that this is all Dan's fault. I wouldn't be here. It wouldn't be happening right now if he would have came to me. I don't understand why he didn't came to me. Then he could. What I thought they had this trust between each other. Now now we are here in this situation and couldn't sleep for a couple of days, um, feeling at my job. Everything is wrong just because he didn't come to me. You can lower your stability to uneasy. It's not so bad yet. The elevator stops at the second floor. The door opens. You see Dr. Hall's room not far away, to the right in the corridor. The corridor is empty. There are a lot of doors here. Dr. Hall's door is open. At the end of the corridor you see a door that leads to some kind of recreation room. Through the window you see patients and orderlies. A man in a white coat steps out from Dr. Hall's office. Victoria, he asks. Yes? I'm Dr. Hall. Please come in. He waits for you to enter. Please, have a seat. The room looks almost unused. You see no papers or folders, just empty shelves. The desk is clean and empty, except for a laptop in front of the doctor. He sits down, looks at you, at the computer, then back at you. Dr. Hall is a man in his fifties, gray hair and beard, well kept. Dan is not well, not well at all. He looks back to the screen. You are listed as his only contact. What's your connection? We are friends. Mm-hmm. That's all? Yes, is that not enough? No, I'm just wondering. Uh, do you know if you have any relatives alive or somewhere? Not that high. I'm aware. I am his best friend. Almost call me a sister. Mm, I understand. Well, uh, you are listed at his... Uh, as his connection or contact. So uh, that's why we we called you. And you have been here a few times. And uh, sadly, uh, he's in a very, very bad stage. Uh, He have hurt himself. 
uh, he hasn't heard anyone else uh, beside at the gas station when the police came. He, he completely destroyed that place. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you know about that. And uh, he almost killed the clerk. The clerk is uh, in a coma. He got shot in the head by Dan. That, that doesn't sound like Dan. He, he, he wouldn't do anything like that. Are you sure that the story was taken right? Yeah, it's, uh, we have it on tape. He went completely mad and destroyed the gas station. So you say that he's unwell, but unwell is not a f- final definition. Have you... What... Il- what did you... What is going on with him? What, what, what is he having? Unwell is, is... Excuse me, please. Yeah, I understand. I understand. It's okay. Take it easy. Unwell is... Uh... We don't really know, actually. I know you don't want to hear that from, from me as his doctor, but it's very strange. Uh, he seems to have forgotten almost uh, all the time back to before the gas station. Sometimes uh, he talks about it uh, as if he remember everything. And sometimes, uh, like uh, two days ago, uh, when I talked to him, it was like he just woke up from a two months sleep. And he didn't understand where he was. He keeps talking about the other side and that uh, they are hurting him, not him, they. I don't know, we haven't figured out what he means exactly. It seems like he's in a, in a fantasy world or a dream or something. I don't know if uh, he had acted like this before. Have he talked about some other place sometime with you? Well, he, he was, um, I wouldn't say, well, just before um, his disappearance and um, the accident and uh, everything, he 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 looked worried. He sounded different. Um, I was thinking maybe it's related to his work or he he wasn't overly talking to me in details about what was going on. I would have never thought that it will escalate so much. His work with the with the government. Uh, he have talked about some. I think it's a weather station or research station up in the north of Scandinavia. I think it was uh, maybe Russia. I'm not sure. He he talks about a monster that they have let loose. That it shouldn't be here. That it's after him. Sometimes it's uh, it's another man, a common man uh, that. Uh, works uh, uh, where Dan used to work before uh, that he says uh, is after him but he, he never seemed to remember afterwards that he had said these things so I, I fear that he's uh, on his way to lock himself in in a fantasy world and I, I want to stop that that's why I'm, I'm uh, asking these questions to you to see if uh, there is something in the background that we don't know. Uh, if there's anything you can tell me. Uh, have you talked about this work with the government, with you? He uh, did mention, but we never used to go into details about that. Uh, uh, I understand it's, uh, it's top secret, probably. 
it's top secret and it's not that overly interesting for me. Um, but I mean, it's interesting, but you know how sometimes you just, you know, he's my friend. I, I have to listen what he says, but not not, not always need to focus on, on exact points, uh, especially when, you know, it's just work. You never think that this work can develop into something like that. But why you haven't asked me these questions earlier? I have been trying to come here and speak and talk and I used to just... The doors were shut in front of me, and now you say that you care and you worry, but I don't see anything what you actually did. You know nothing about the situation, and you're just talking to me right now about these things, and already it seems that everything escalated even more while he was being here, because before it was okay, and now, and now, like, if, if, if you can't handle all this, maybe, what plans do you have for the future? Well, uh, he has uh, been like this uh, since day one. And uh, at first we wanted it to, to calm down before you, you got to meet him. Uh, for your sake and his. But he, it doesn't get worse. It's like this all, all the time. Some days uh, is pretty good and others are pure hell. We didn't want you to see him like that. We, we wanted to help him before, so I'm very sorry about that. But uh, we thought we were doing the right thing. And now, after these months, I can... I understand why you feel like you do, and uh, it's partly our fault. But we hope we will be able to help him. And maybe you will too. The door opens behind you. You see a man in a white doctor's coat peeks in. He's ready now, he says. Then he closes the door. I want you to roll, observe a situation. Mm -hmm. I rolled 14 and... Um... Okay, so yeah, it says that the 14 I can ask one question. Yeah, you can ask one question. Do the doctor seems to be honest that he cares like to put all his uh, effort in actually helping them? Yeah, I understand you 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 want to see if he's honest uh, with you about yeah. helping them. Yeah. Uh, and the the answer is it's very short. No. Dr. Hall stands up. You may see him now. This way. He opens the door and waits for you to step out. I rise to my feet and I start walking. I try to hold this um, posture of, you know, full of grace and even a little bit more of this authority because I feel like he's the one who is supposed to help and serve, you know, like I am the sort of a customer because, you know, my friend is here and he has to help. And now that I feel that he's not being honest with me, I feel upset with him. So I try to maybe appear a little bit more authoritative and uh, move in a more firm steps and stop just beside him before I lead through the door. And I look at him, well, I still don't think that you did all what you can, and it makes me believe that I might need to search for someone with more skill. Uh, that's up to you. I understand if you do. Uh, we're kind of running against the wall here, so any help we can get is uh, appreciated. Uh, this way, he starts to walk down the hall, the corridor, uh, towards the glass doors and the recreation area. I will follow. And we're gonna change the scene. Dan, you are in your padded cell. Alicia have just told you that Wiki is here. You will soon get to see her. She's on her way here now. You are in pain. Yesterday you were mostly numb. 
Now you feel every wound as if it's new. Even your left eye is throbbing with pain and the side. The legs are the worst though. You sit on a chair in the middle of your room with restraints holding your hands together. Your legs are restrained to the chair. They don't want you to move, to hurt yourself or her. The door opens. You see a glimpse of Dr. Hall. Then uh, Vicky enters the room. The door is locked behind her. There's another chair for her in here. No table or anything, just two chairs. Your bed and the toilet. Four white walls, you hear yourself say. Victoria, as you were led here, the doctor took you through the recreation area. Up one floor to the third floor and through a high security corridor with several locked doors. Doors that could only be opened by a security guard or an orderly. As Dr. Hall opens the door to Dan's room, he says, You have 30 minutes. If you want to leave earlier, you say so. We will be listening. Then you walk in and you see Dan. He is restrained. You see wounds, scars, old and you. The door is closed behind you. You are alone with Dan. What do you do? I step in, still holding that anger. Anger about Dan, about the doctor, about this whole facility. And so, basically making my first step in, I also almost, not very loudly, but still shout out, Dan, what the... But then, then I see him there. Dan, you, you are fully aware, and you see Vicky shout at you. You didn't hear the words, but you think you know what she shouted. Dan's face is expressing fear and hurt. Also, some extreme happiness. You look pretty pissed off. You've been tugging at your hair again, haven't you? I didn't mean that. I'm I'm not not pissed off. I quickly move closer to him. If possible, I would like just to reach out and uh, touch his hand yeah it's possible you're you're in the same room his uh, personal padded cell there's uh, a chair there for you dan is already on a chair restrained they have fastened the chair to the floor there's also a bed in the room and a toilet i'd give you a hug they got me chained to this damn thing uh here sit down we don't have much time did he say that we're listening um of course they are listening, Dan. I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I mean, I think I'm seriously losing my mind. That's exactly what they are also thinking. And uh, I, I, I don't know what to think. Dan, what is going on? It's, you know, it, it, I get into some pretty crazy stuff with my work. And so I stumbled across this information. And ever since then, weird stuff has been happening. I was just sitting there at my computer and, you know, I got scared. And so I panicked and I went for a drive. And then I wake, it's like I wake up here in this mental institution. And they're telling me that it was all just a big dream that I've just been hallucinating this or uh, having visions or something but this is real i've seen creatures monsters 
I, I, I don't I don't know what to do. And then, you know, they're pumping me up with drugs. And um, sometimes I have these flashes where, like, I'm strapped down to a table and they're experimenting or something on me. And I don't I don't trust these people. Dan, um, these, um, these things you say you've seen, uh, uh, do you mean... When you say the monster or creature, you're talking about these bad people. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm uh, in the desert. There was this crazy man and there was uh, this other old man that didn't have any eyes and he was uh, being eaten by these giant four-legged... <sighs> It's it's it all sounds ridiculous. I don't even it's it's almost pointless for me to even try to tell you this stuff. I it's it doesn't even I I can't even believe it. You said they gave you the medication. How much? How often can can it be the medication? I well, I don't know. I asked and that um uh, Elysia, uh she uh told me that they were medicating me, but she didn't tell me what it was. She just said it was for my own good and to keep me from hurting myself. Apparently, I've apparently I did this to myself. I'm really not happy the way they are handling the situation in here, uh, because I spoke to them and they said they have no idea what is going on with you. And so, if they don't know how they can, how can they give you prescription of some medication from what if they don't even know what is going on with you? Dan, I'm, I'm not sure how things are working here. I, I've never fully had to face anything like that in, in, in America, but we have to get you out of here and, you know, get you a proper doctor so you know what they are doing. These don't, don't feel like they know or they even care. No, I, I don't trust anybody here, but somebody, I mean, yeah, we, we, need, we need to find out what we have to do to get me out of this place. Uh, I think there could be other people involved. I don't know, you know, I mean... No, you don't understand. It's not like that. I'm saying that by by law, like, you, you're not assigned here, just, you know, there should be other doctors or the maybe clinics or something like that. Like, not, not exactly this place. They don't seem to be professional enough. They tried and they failed to figure out, you know, to help you. And I don't know how this works, so maybe your lawyer or someone else I, I could contact and they could help us? Well, um, I... I don't really have a lawyer, and I've never needed one before. I don't know. I mean, your guess is as good as mine in that regard. Um, I, don't, I don't trust them either. I think maybe they're doing this to me. They said I, like, trashed this gas station and shot a, a man. Victoria, as you are looking at Dan, you, you notice his left eye doesn't move as much as the right. It seems like there's an old wound there, and it's... It doesn't keep up with the other eye. It looks pretty strange. And he seems to have a lot of scars on his legs. You see it uh, beneath his uh, pant line near his foot. It seems like you have lots of cuts. I move towards that other chair, uh, which is in the room. I try to bring it very close and set it in front of Dan. I sit down. This time with both of my hands, I reach for his. I try to gently squeeze them and then look into Dan's eyes. I lean in. Dan, you gave me a call. 
from the gas station, I believe, you yourself told me that you were afraid that um, that you killed somebody. Are you sure you don't remember anything about that? Oh, I don't remember the phone call. The gas station, I, 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 the memory is very vivid to me, but I've seen so many strange things. I thought it was just another hallucination. There's, there was uh, there was a woman in black that was there, just standing in the background, watching the whole thing. Didn't react to anything that I did, so I just, I thought it was all in my head. So if I really did that, then she was in there watching me do it. Well, let's not jump to the conclusions that you did it. Maybe you just thought you did it or it was an accident. And you don't remember clearly what happened at the gas station, but do you remember why you were there? Well, I was, I had, I had, I had panicked. I saw the, I saw some stuff on the internet about a creature that apparently had been let loose up in some research station, a meteorology location up in the north, someplace where it's like snow all the time. You know, it's I, this, I was sifting through different reports and things like that. And I realized that there's governments and other agencies and there's like people in power who know about this. And as soon as I came across that information, everything goes nuts. My computer gets a little wishy-washy, you know, I start to feel like people are watching me all the time. So I like panicked, thought I might take off for a couple of days and see if maybe it was all in my head. So I, you know, I stopped and got gas, but I don't, when, when I was in the desert, I stopped and got gas and I, it was, I think, down desert. Listen, I've, I, they, they told me I've been in here for a couple of months, and all I can say is I've been on a pretty wild ride the last couple of months, and it could be a combination of my head and the medication. I don't really know, but one thing is for sure that in one part of my reality, whatever it is, I was in a desert at a gas station, and it sort of um, you know flashes back between a gas station in the desert and a gas station. I, the intricacies of my my visions I really don't it's ridiculous to even try to explain but I think Dr. Hall and this nurse drugged me like maybe I stopped for gas and somebody gave me something slipped me a mickey of some sort um, I don't know I don't know and maybe and maybe that is definitely maybe I'm losing my mind maybe I really am going crazy no Dan that that I mean your job as far as I understand, was incredibly tense and uh, maybe it's just uh, nervous exhaustion and maybe you uh, have been uh, drugged at that gas station, maybe... Dan, uh, don't get me wrong or upset with me, but I just have to ask, uh, since your work was so stressful, um, you didn't by any chance you haven't tried to find some means to calm down some perhaps legal means and you didn't tell me about them you know smoking something um, I don't I don't want oh, to you mean drugs like smoking weed yeah 
I mean, no, I haven't done that since, you know, since college. I have to, I have too much stuff to focus on. I, I, I think I know too many secrets. I think, you know, that really is the stress of my work is there's so many secrets that I have to keep and juggle back and forth. And I lean in even closer to Dan to whisper into his ear as quietly as I can, you know, because I am afraid that doctors will hear this. Uh, but I want Dan to clearly hear my words. Dan, are you trying to say that uh, government might be after you? I've seen plenty of movies. Is, is, is that the case? Are they trying to get rid of you? That's what I think. What can we be done about that? I, I, I'm just... Do you have any other friends you have worked on the same cases? Anybody? No. That motherfucker from college is in my head. But uh, that was a long time ago. I, uh, he, I don't know. My nemesis, Paul. How this Paul would be related to what you did from the college we didn't get along and he's in the same business as me only um i would roll across some dark stuff from time to time and it would upset me vicky this guy would roll across the same dark stuff from time to time and it didn't upset him he kind of got off on it we didn't get along you know he's a bit of a bully as much as you can be in what we do and i think um, I think he could be behind it because I'm I'm quicker and faster and better at what we do. You know, same old story. I, even just saying that there's some conspiracy behind it makes me sound ridiculous. <laughs> Have you seen anything? Have you seen anything? Anybody following you? Any weird, like really weird, like you just kind of shake your head and think, oh, that couldn't have possibly been what I just saw lately. The only thing what I believe is just impossible, what I am seeing is you right now in this position hurt tired lost in your own thoughts everything else is normal around me except you and i am honestly worried i don't know how to help you if this is the government issue or your nemesis issue i don't know how Dan, i just i just want you back i I should write maybe a complaint. They are not taking care of you fully to take you away from here, clean from those drugs, and, and we can figure it out together. Ah, nobody pays attention to that. We need to find out who this Dr. Hall's boss is, at least, and maybe start with him. But if not, uh, we're going to have to find a lawyer. I mean, other than that, we'll just have to break out of here, and uh, this place is ridiculously secure. Breaking out wouldn't help your case. It would just prove their point. We are not some sort of vigilantes, or how to call it. I don't I don't have enough money for a lawyer, but I will try to f figure out about the doctor's boss. Maybe I should uh, talk uh, to his employer and uh, just make a point that he's doing nothing to actually help you. The door opens and the orderly steps in and says, time is up. That was fast. Um, just, you know, just do your best. Um, Vicky, uh, if I think of anything, I'll try to... to I may know somebody. I, I just, these drugs, they got me on. My head's foggy. But um, you, you know, look at, see, see what you can from your side, and, and I'll try to think of something if they don't kill me first. Aten, everything will be all right. We will get you out of here, and we will find someone who actually can help you. I rise from the chair, lean in to give a hug to Dan. Then everything will be fine, really. Just, yeah. I, I, I 
and not finding the right words right now. I just move away from him and uh, move towards the exit. I glance a couple of times back at Dan, worried, honestly worried, and then I leave. Thank you, Vicky. An orderly takes you out and another one walks into Dan and you see him starting to take the restraints off as you leave. When you are on the first floor at the lobby, what do you do? I actually pause there for a moment. Um, I consider of maybe going back to Dr. Hall and just tell him everything what I am right now thinking about him right into his face. When the orderly took you through that corridor and uh, you walked past uh, Dr. Hall's door, it was open and he wasn't there. Otherwise, you would probably have stopped there before you took the elevator down, I think. All right. I had a plan to try and get a meeting of my own well, psychologist, Derek Williams. I would like to go to his office and see if he's there. He's in a, another smaller building uh, where they take uh, private patients as yourself. Uh, and you walk over there, it's, uh, it's only a few hundred yards away and when you come into his office uh, you see Derek's assistant Gillian is she sits behind the desk it's a woman close to 70 you know she was Derek's father's assistant before Derek took over she looks up at you and recognize you hello Victoria how can I help you hello um I actually was wondering if I could arrange a more urgent meeting with Mr. Williams it's urgent uh one second uh, she picks up the phone and, and calls him. You hear her ask if you have time now. And after just uh, half a minute, she hangs up. You may go in. Uh, he have uh, some spare time now. The door opens. Thank you so much. Uh, you come into his office and uh, he's sitting behind his desk eating lunch. Hello, Victoria. How can I help you? Oh, Mr. Williams, I'm so sorry for disturbing you during your lunch break. No, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay. If only everyone would be so devoted to what they are doing as you are, probably nobody would need you know this this help anymore because everybody would be like much better in that. Well, <laughs> thank you. So, what's um, going on? I look around and I go to my favorite seat here in his room where I feel most comfortable when I am at his sessions, and I settle down in there. I grab my nose a bit nervously and then I just start clenching my fingers. He walks over to his armchair with uh, his salad with him, with a plastic fork. He continues eating and looking at you. You feel pretty safe in here. He seems to wait for you. Uh, it might sound a bit strange perhaps, but I am here this time not because of what is going on with me, but it's about my friend. Oh. Okay. He, 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 he's here as a patient. He has been here for a few months. Um, uh, it's not one of my patients, is it? Uh, no. Uh, it's He's one of the doctor's halls. Oh, oh uh, in the large building. I see, I see. Okay. Uh, doctor, um, I think that since, since he uh, came here, his situation did not get better, it went only worse, and uh, Dr. Holes doesn't seem to even be willing to put enough effort into actually helping my friend. I mean, I might be very wrong, but he said to me uh, today that he has no idea what is wrong with Dan, and yet Dan has been on medication. How can someone prescribe a medication to a person 
if they don't know what's wrong with the person. Mm, uh, well, I don't know the case, but uh, if you want me to look into it and, and speak with the Dr. Hall, I can, I can do that. Uh, I'm not sure I'm gonna find out anything special. After all, it's his patient, uh, but I understand your concern and I can try to help if you want. It's not like I just want you to look into the situation. I was wondering, is there a possibility that he could be transferred to another doctor? Maybe you? Oh, oh I don't have any patients uh, at that, uh, that uh, department area. Maybe someone who you know, you know, someone who's as good as you are. Yeah, th- there's one guy, Eric, uh, that I know of it. He had worked with Dr. Hall before. I don't know Dr. Hall myself, but um, here, here Eric is a good guy. He's a good doctor. He helps people. I I can check in uh, with Eric. Maybe then you could help me arrange a possibility to transfer him to Eric. Dan is really in a bad situation right now and he's... Well, at least what Dr. Hall says, that he has been hurting himself. We saw him, he has these wounds, as if he definitely tried doing it, but this is so not Dan. And he speaks about these monsters, creatures he keeps seeing, desert. I don't know. But can it be from the medications? That sounds bad. I, I, I don't know, actually. I don't think so. And you said he, he, he doesn't have any past experience with uh, hallucinations, delusions and things like that. Well, his job used to be very stressful. He, um, he works for the government, you know, all these secret things. And uh, he was investigating a couple of cases and, you know, these matters and, you know, scientists, experiments, you know, all these things. So I've heard from him. I mean, it's like, and even today when I was talking to him, he said that he was investigating the case of some, you know, experiment gone wrong. And uh, um, so maybe that's why he's talking about these creatures, you know, uh, all the stress and all these cases he was working on. And uh, But the problem is that, you know, he's quite nosy and, uh, well, I believe him and he says but he learned too much and uh, I mean, that definitely sounds crazy that I think about it, but I really believe that, I mean, I saw these things, you know, in the movies. What if the government just put him in here because he knew too much and Dr. Holtz is just the corrupt doctor. And now they're just medicating him to be, that he would sound crazy because they're trying to hide something. He's uh, quiet a while and looks at you. Uh, you get the feeling that he really wants to help, uh, but he, he, he looks a bit concerned about you, you think. How, how do you feel? I feel... You, you don't f- seem to feel okay yourself here. Uh, I will talk uh, with Eric and I'm not sure what I can do if it's... Uh, the things you describe, It's uh, as you probably understand, it sounds pretty strange. I mean, at some point it does sound strange, but once more, like, don't you... I mean, if politics, uh, you know, got involved, like, the crazier things happen, so... I mean, it's it's a dangerous world, so I, I wouldn't be surprised that they're just keeping him on drugs. Maybe maybe they're feeding him with some, I don't know, I don't know what that would be, cocaine? I don't know. I don't know how these things work. No, I, I, I don't think they feed them with cocaine, but I understand. I understand what you mean. I, I will do my best, I promise. And his phone rings, his uh, intercom phone on the desk. And you hear uh, Gillian's voice. The next patient is here. Should I tell them to wait? Derek looks at you and 
Well, uh, I can give you a call uh, tomorrow and try to speak with Eric this afternoon. Is that okay? That would be perfect. Thank you so much. As I said, you, you you're absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Well, talk to you this afternoon. Of course. Have a good day. And I would rise and uh, leave. Yeah. Dan, you spend the rest of the day in your cell. The restraints are removed. You get all your food here. An orderly who stays inside your cell as you eat. Later in the evening, Alicia visits you. She sits down on your bed. How do you feel? You saw Victoria today. Yeah, um, uh, I feel much better. Thank you for asking. Hmm, good. What, uh, what did you talk about? Um, you know, talked about how uh, she was doing, that uh, I, I missed her, and that I was trying to get better. Of course, what would you think we would talk about? Yeah, I was just uh, making conversation. I'm sure you'll compare this to the recorded session anyways. I mean, you guys probably were listening, right? No, no, Dr. Hall, maybe. Dr. Hall uh, will probably listen. I, I won't listen. Uh, she, she... Oh, you guys aren't sharing information? Yeah, yeah, we do, but I'm not, uh, I'm not very concerned about your private conversations. Ah. It was a great visit. She puts her hand on your hand and you you feel you feel calm. Sometimes her touch makes you feel nervous, but this time you feel calm flow through you. She seems to really want to help you. So then, yeah, when do uh when do I get out of here? Oh, oh, I I don't know. Uh, I think I'm doing much better, you know, realizing that most of this is probably just in my head and yeah. You know, I can I just need to go and get back to work. Mm. You haven't had any episode today, not yesterday either. That's good. That's very good then. Two days in a row is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good for you. That's the first time and you you remember yesterday and today completely. Or is there anything you you seem to have forgotten or do you remember everything as you see it? Just um, you know, the same old bits and pieces. Yeah. Two days ago you were talking about the cellar and the metal tables and some the tubes. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, can you tell me what uh, happened down there? I flashed back to that memory mm -hmm. of how the lighting was poor. Certainly not any sort of professional setup. Everything old, corroded. It was, um, it was you know, uh, your Typical nightmare situation, you know, waiting for the alien probe or whatever, you know, I'm strapped to this nasty table in some post-apocalyptic laboratory and, um, you know, I hear voices. Matter of fact, I hear your voice and Dr. Hall's voice. And yeah, we're next to your table, you said. Yeah. What, what do we say? Well, you know, the bits and pieces of it I can't really put together, but you seem to be having some communication about, uh, you know, the subject aka me and the others because there were other tables and bodies and whatever was happening to us um you were reporting that information back hmm. so you know i don't know about you you know one minute you start to make me feel pretty good and i'm thinking like maybe you're on my side or something and then you go off and ask a dumbass question like that oh i'm on your side dan don't worry about that uh maybe it's just nightmares i don't know you're gonna get to the bottom of it they chained me to my chair well that was uh, we didn't want you to hurt uh, victoria i know you haven't hurt anyone else but sometimes you do really strange stupid things then i'm starting to think that they're not so strange and stupid so you know like victoria comes in and i'm perfectly fine but you put me in a room with dr hall and a letter opener and suddenly i'm flipping out i don't know think about that bit of information uh, I, I will think about that 
All of a sudden, she is, she seems very tired. She looks down. She she takes back her hand from your hand and. Well, Dan, I'm very sorry that you're in this situation. I hope you have a have a good night's rest and we talk tomorrow again, okay? Yeah, you know, 50-50 shot, right? Yeah, she smiles at you. There's no happiness in her smile. And she leaves you alone in the room. It's almost time for, for bed. The lights will go off by themselves in maybe an hour. I neither feel comforted nor relaxed anymore. She made me feel good for a moment, but now I feel no different really than before she came in. Worse, maybe. I won't go to sleep when the lights go out until whatever drugs they put in me force me to. They haven't given you any medication today that you that you remember, at least. Not yesterday either, actually. Hmm, strange. And the scene is moved to Victoria. When you get home, it's just after lunch. Can you tell me a bit about your living situation and your current life? Also, what do you do as you get home? My life is not the best. I have to work two jobs right now. On uh, the daytime, I'm just a waitress. On the evenings, it's even worse. I clean offices. I'm not proud of what I, I'm doing. I'm feeling that I'm worthy of much more. After all, I'm talented. I have to do, well, to reach my dream. I came here for my dream and now I just do that. It's additional stress I don't need right now. And these uh, calls for roles, additional roles or modeling, they became a little bit more rarer or uh, not good enough for them. I'm not tall enough or I'm not slim enough or my hair are too long, my hair are too short, my eyes are too wide, my eyes are not wide enough. Um, yeah, good that I have Rebecca, my roommate, with whom I live. Our apartment is small, but we have a separate rooms and a small kitchen and a living room. Uh, it's a bit of a mess. She, she's not very tidy, and most of the time I don't have time to tidy my room, so everything is all over the place. Her clothes mixed up with my clothes lying all around. Uh, we tidy only just before the parties. She's arranging one or two. Wow, she's wild. She makes me happy. And even the thought about her makes me a little bit more happier. It seems that for a moment I forget all the situation of Dan. And uh, so when I come into my little home, uh, I drop my purse on the ground. You know, my purse is of a high brand, but you know, secondhand. It was already was worn for so much, so I don't mind that it's gonna just lie there close to my shoes, uh, which I also quickly remove. And then I start um, going around, uh, you know, picking up clothes, throwing them away, picking up pillows. I'm searching. I'm searching for Rebecca's um, stock of those joints she loves to hide around the room. I need one. So badly need one. The door opens and uh, Rebecca comes in from the outside. She gives you a hug and uh, asks you, how did it go? <laughs> Don't even ask. I think that I was talking complete nonsense when I was talking to him. I didn't even know what to say to him. Mm. <sighs> like, I don't know. Like, I want to believe him, right? And I honestly like sort of believe him, but then I sort of can't believe him because I think that he might actually be going crazy. Really, Dan? That guy? I know, it sits down. He's like the most logical person on earth. She sits down at the table and look at you. Listen, where, where's your things? I, I need to smoke. Oh, uh, it's in the bag, uh, on the, there, in that cupboard. 
I just got a, a new, a new pet. She smiles at you. Pack. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I shuffle in her back. You know, I get it out quickly, like light it up. Mm. Take a deep, deep smoke. <sighs> it's that bad. I think he's hurting himself. He really? has so many wounds, cut wounds. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he's talking about fucking monsters. Dan, he's talking about monsters. The doctors or what monsters? No, about monsters, which he defines like creatures. Okay. I mean, I asked him, I was like, are you meaning that this is the bad and evil people, you know, like from the movies, like, right? Yeah, like these yeah, killers yeah. who work against the government or something like that? No. Yeah, well, I was just going to ask that if if you meant movie monsters, like actual monsters, monsters, or... He was rambling about some sort of an experiment gone wrong, you know, that he was investigating the scientists, that they did something and something like, I don't know, I believe he mentioned escaped. I couldn't even focus fully, you know? I was like there trying to listen for him, right? But I couldn't fully hear him because his eye, like one of his eyes was not like focusing. It was acting weird. And uh, his whole situation, like he was tied to the chair and uh, he looked so ill and tired and confused and that's all what I was thinking about. Like, I felt like he's slipping away. What, what are you, what are we gonna do? We gotta do something, don't we? We definitely. I mean, I spoke to that doctor of his, Dr. Halls. I mean, where did he got his degree? Bought it? Probably he paid for it. Oh. I mean, he says to me, can you imagine, he says, I don't know what is going on with Dan, and yet he's giving him medication. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, I mean, will he will he get out? You think? I mean, he said that he should escape. <laughs> if he's going to try to escape, they will lock him down for good. Yeah, yeah, that that would be bad. I mean, I spoke to Derry. Uh, you know, Mr. Williams, Derek, I call him Derek because that's how I can even feel like he's my friend. You know, I can trust him. Uh, yeah. He's there for me all the time. Mm. He's different. Like, why couldn't he be the doctor of both Dan? I don't understand, but, but he can't. But he has said he has another friend, Eric, like the other doctor. Okay. Maybe they will try to move him. Yeah, I hope they do. I really hope they do. I mean, you're much, much more kind of clever and wiser than me, Rebecca. Listen, um, he also suggested, and would that be a possibility? Because I don't know how the politics work in here, right? Well, you know, I heard things, but... Could it be that actually Dan is not lying, not imagining, but the government is after him because he learned something too much, you know, because he was so nosy, and, you know, getting in all these things. And now they are just trying to make him sound insane because he has some sort of national secrets. Well, I guess could be like that. Uh, there, are, there are many movies like that, uh, so uh, yeah, possibly. She doesn't seem sure, but you think she tries to comfort you a bit, but she, she doesn't seem to know what to say. I know, Rebecca, how all this sounds really crazy, but I mean, I don't, I don't want to believe that Dan is going crazy, so I'm trying to maybe hold onto that, you know, 
the least probably crazy option, but still at least a little bit possible. And, you know, of course, when I told it to Mr. Williams, he, he obviously looked at me with all like, you know, these eyes where he thinks that because of all my current situation, he might believe that I am just more like willing to believe into another person's crazy thoughts and that basically we are both crazy. Am I crazy? No, 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 you're not crazy. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but you're not crazy. The time passes and uh, evening comes. You start to feel a little bit calmer, but... Uh, you have been on edge all day. There's a man that goes by the name Anatoly, just Anatoly. You see something about him on the TV. A Russian mafia boss in London. He's in jail. Something about a murdered woman, Mary, in England two years ago. You only catch the last few minutes and they switch to something else on the news. You recognize his face. On the picture, he is around 55 or 60 years old. Black hair slicked back, a fine thin mustache and a pointy small beard patch. You have seen this man before when you were a child. A bad man, you are certain. I want you to roll Keep It Together and add your willpower. It's nine and uh, one for the willpower, so... <laughs> Ten. I think that I would, um, I don't know if that's correct assumption how it works, but I would maybe find myself a little bit distracted. Yeah, you're distracted. You will have minus two in situations this scene from your distraction. You don't really know why you react as you do or who this man is. You are sure he has something to do with your real parents and you. The news uh, goes over to something else, and you feel shaken. Anatoly, the name rings in your head. What do you do? I think that that joint was not enough. I would go to the small bar we keep there. Some alcohol remnants from the parties before. I would pour myself a glass of nice cheap vodka we bought. I would take a couple of fast small sips. I would swallow it like nothing. I wouldn't feel the bitter. Rebecca is on the couch with her laptop and she calls out to you. Listen to this. That man on TV, Anatoly, he's in prison in England. He's, he's, he's connected to a lot of crimes. Mary's family, the murdered woman in England, most of them low-life criminals, as it seems. They testified against him. He's locked away for life. Many Rebecca, of men are also locked away. What, what? What's wrong? Just shut up. This is... You're rambling too much. I need to think. Okay. Is it about Dan? Dan? Uh, Dan, um... Yeah, it's about Dan. Okay, okay, I shut up, I shut up. Sorry. I move myself to my own laptop, mm -hmm. turn it on and start like opening the news pages where I try to search for this Anatoly, the news about him. Uh, I don't care too much about what's exactly written in the text, but I just keep scrolling and looking for his pictures. You find the picture uh, very, very fast. The same one as you saw on TV. That's the only one you find. I open it like to be as large as possible on my screen and I just stare at him right into his eyes on that picture. Mm, I can't remember. You can uh, roll an uh, intuition roll. Yes, I would do that if that's working in this case. I got 13 
And now I believe my advantages observant intuition gives me something. Yeah, it's give you an additional question. So you may ask one question plus an extra. So looking at the picture, focusing on his features, I try to also remember, well, grasp of last memories I have about my real parents. And I'm trying to put them together in that scenery. I try to think if this man could have been a, a perhaps colleague of my parents that I, like, I try to remember if I saw them conversing like in a more like manner like in my dad's office you know I tried to uh, find a way if he was connected more to my mom or to my dad that would be like my first question like with, with which of the parents I connect him in your inner mind you see a scene from uh, when you were young maybe four or five years old in your dad's work office, you see this man Anatoly and your daddy have an argument. They scream at each other. And this man is extremely angry at your dad and your back. You can ask the second question. Rem remembering that scene, it uh, makes me more anxious about all this. Like why it's coming up now, right? Why that man was on the news, why mm. why I suddenly remember him and I have so much already going on about me. And um, I kind of close my laptop, put everything away. I again move towards the bar for another shot of uh, vodka. I take it in one one gulp, set it down, stare at the empty glass. Now I try to bring in my other sense into the scene and I try to also remember if I heard anything. Was I close enough to hear the general conversation, what was going on in there, at least a couple of words, keywords? If you don't get the package to the north, I'm gonna kill you and all of your family. You hear me? I'm gonna start with your little girl over there. And he points at you. I want you to roll, keep it together. It's nine and six, so 15. And plus one from willpower again, so 16. Yeah, willpower. You stay your curse and you don't get affected as much as you think you would when you remember this. Suddenly, the big window in your living room explodes. A large creature, completely covered in black feathers, lands on the table next to Rebecca. The table is destroyed and the man stands up. His black wings sinks into his back and are gone. He's completely covered in short black fur and crow feathers. His face is human, but his eyes are completely black. It's Anatoly's face. Reach out one hand towards Rebecca. What do you do? Um, well, at first, before he reaches for Rebecca, I just freeze and stare. But then he starts reaching out for her. I, being too scared to actually approach, I'm still frozen in my spot, but I shout out, Rebecca, Rebecca, careful! You hear Rebecca scream in panic. The creature ignores you or just doesn't see you. You're not sure. He picks up Rebecca with both his hands. One hand holds her arm, the other her head. He pulls her apart. The body falls to the floor. He let go of her head and arm. There's blood everywhere. I want you to roll, keep it together. Twelve, uh, plus one, thirteen. Thirteen. 
you can choose a disposition. Scared. You're scared. You can lower your stability by one and tell me where you're at now. Uh, I'm unfocused. You're very unfocused and scared. You scream and suddenly you wake up. Rebecca is there. What's wrong? It was just a dream. You fell asleep on the sofa. You're very afraid. What's wrong? What's wrong? Rebecca. Rebecca, is that you? Yeah, yeah, of course it's me. I start, like, I, I bring in, like, I cup her both cheeks of my hands uh, and I bring her face, like, really close to mine. Rebecca. Rebe- Rebecca. You're right. You, you, you really are... Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay. Are you okay? You had a dream. It's just a dream. I don't... From the TV behind her, you hear a voice. There's a man that goes by the name Anatoly. Just Anatoly. And you see everything again on the TV about him and his picture. Dan, it's the next day. You are at the doctor's office. You're very tired. You haven't slept very well at all. You try to stay awake, but after a while you you drift off. You have slept maybe a couple of hours. Dan, Dan, stay awake. What's wrong with you? You look up, you are drowsy, as if you just woke up. You shake your head. Dr. Hall stands next to your chair on the table before you. There's that letter opener just lying there in front of you. You can't sleep during our session, Dan. Stay awake and it will be over soon. It's afternoon. You see the sun over the trees on the outside. Looks like a fine day. You feel a movement behind you and smell the perfume. You know it's Alicia before you see her. She stands by the wall near the door. How do you feel, Dan? Do you want to go back to your room or continue? You are not restrained. Um, I, 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 what were we talking about? Oh, we haven't started it. You want to describe your day, Dan? Did you guys give me something last night? No. Huh. How's my day? Yeah, do you remember anything? You actually don't remember anything before now. No, I, uh, I, I don't remember anything. Oh, it's a day like that. Do you want to talk about the room with the metal tables, the tubes and the others? Um, I... I, Or anything else? What's quite good is talking about it gonna do. You're just gonna... uh, It's just gonna further, you know... What probably keep me in here to talk about how ridiculously crazy I am. I suppose it's some sort of test that you've got that letter opener right there on the table and you don't have me strapped. You guys feel perfectly safe, but you know, the person I trust most, more than the only person I trust in this world comes in and you chain me to the floor. Do you want to talk about who the others are? What others? You see Dr. Hall looks at you and at the letter opener, he smiles. This doesn't feel right. Do you want the letter opener? How does all this makes you feel, Dan? What would you do if you were at your house now, Dan? What did you and Victoria talk about? Who is she to you? Do you want to hurt yourself now? Do you? Do you? Do you want to hurt Victoria? Dan, answer. This is very upsetting. What I want to do is hurt you now. Are you like, is this what you guys do? And uh, I'm looking at Alicia. Really? Is this what you guys do? You're trying to push me into in, into what? 
she she looks away. She seems very uh, uncomfortable. You both, this, this I'm right. You guys are doing this to me, isn't it? This is. Do you want to hurt me, Dan? Do you? It's uh, Doctor Hall who speaks. Do you want to hurt Alicia? Do you want to die, Dan? No, I don't want to die. You want to kill, don't you? I'm. You're really trying to push me in that direction. I'm not a violent person. Do you not understand? I, I don't understand what testing me with this is going to do. I've I've done good. I can handle the information. What information? My job. The things that I learn about what other powers do and what our country does and finding their secrets and hiding our secrets. I've kept everybody's secret. And now, you know, this, really? And you guys are obviously in on it. Except her. She apparently is doing this begrudgingly. But um, you've got enough influence over there. She's not going to help me out. Why do you care what I told Vicky anyways? What had the government done to you, Dan? See, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to find out. What have you done to the government? I haven't done anything to him. I mean, all right. So, you know, the, the stuff that I found about what happened up north, I kept that information. Yeah. That's the only thing I did. And quite honestly, I don't even see how that's a crime. It's not like I've, uh, you know, given it to WikiLeaks or anything like that. It's It was in my pocket. I suppose now you guys have it. Dr. Hall takes one step towards you and he puts his hand on the letter opener and he drags it over the desk towards you. And uh, it's just by the edge, three feet in front of you. He takes one step back. He smiles. Behind you, you hear Alicia's voice, upset. Stop this. We can't do this, Dr. Hall. We're gonna take him back to his room now. You're, you're fucking stupid sometimes, moron. And she helps you up and leads you out. I um, get up with her quite gladly and giving the doctor a look. Finally, somebody with some sense around this place. Maybe she will actually help me out. I know what's going on, doctor. He just smiles at you as you leave. So what are you going to do to help me get out of here? This is ridiculous. Are you part of this? I just work here. I don't know what Dr. Hall is on, uh, on about. Uh, we can talk much here. They, they are listening. I'm going to take you back to your room and I'm going to see what I can do. I'm so sorry. You are not crazy, Dan. I didn't think so, but what I really need you to do please, is please. contact Keep it down. Just let her know. Yeah, I will. I will try. She won't have any understanding of what's going on. I'll try. I promise. Uh, just, just try to keep calm, okay? She takes you back to your room and she leaves you there. We're gonna go back in time, back to mid-April. Dan and Vicky are at their normal coffee shop. It's early morning. Dan, you have just started to find out some things about the weather station. The one located to the north in Scandinavia, close to the Russian border. You haven't been able to decrypt the message yet, but the Swedish military is involved, but also the US military. You have found documents of them taking over a research station. You think it was on Russian ground, but then it all went dark and there's no sign. Well, no sign of anything. Not the Swedes, the Americans or the Russians. You want to show Wiki, but you're not sure if you should. She talks about a jacket she bought yesterday or something. You haven't listened. 
you know, I really think that's a cool jacket, but you should... I, I found something. And, you know, for the first time in my life, I think maybe I should do something with it. What exactly? Well, I'm still working on the decryption, but okay, so I'll try to keep it simple. A secret lab up, uh, you know, Scandinavia, Norway, up in that area, up in the cold, cold north, right? And they uh, release something, find something, um, like something, I'm, I don't, the, the language and the decryption is still fuzzy, so I'm still trying to figure out what this something is. But now I get nothing. It's like the place has dropped off the face of the earth or uh, everybody's been, you know, killed or I don't know what's going on, but it started out with one agency and then a government got involved and then two more governments got involved. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that world wars are started over. And I don't know what this thing is, but there's something maybe worth killing or... What about that alien, the green ones from the Mars? Seriously, Dan, this all sounds ridiculous. Just because I, you know, believe some of that stuff and see some of that stuff doesn't mean that, well, one, that it's not real. And two, that I'm always talking like a crazy person. This is this is real information. I haven't got it all decoded yet, but this is real information. Something is going on. It sounds like something would have very beard, creepy old guy in the field of corns would say, man. I'm sorry, but this is not... Like that, like, okay, so if we are talking about aliens and all that kind of stuff, I believe, honestly, that the only alien I know and I met was that guy yesterday. You know, the one I told you about, or how you haven't listened again. No, I remember him, yeah. That's funny. This is this has got me freaked out. I, you know, I've seen lots of crazy stuff, and you know, some of it I, I've, I, you know, I haven't told you the stuff I can't tell you about. But this is, um, you know, nightmares are made out of this kind of stuff. I mean, I get it. So how about, you know, you take some vacation. I think that you need to relax, you know, you're looking too much deep into all those things. I mean, I don't understand what those like things like decryption or whatever you mentioned mean or anything like what you do. But like the idea is that don't overdo it, you know, like maybe it's something really simple and then you just want to have something more exciting so you go in deep and then you a little bit of just uncroyed things you know or you try to this is not x-file man <laughs> i love the way you think see that's what makes you a good actress is is you're in the way you can nail a character you're probably right maybe it's just too much time in a, in a dark crowded computer room um I've, I've been thinking about going to santa fe that'd be a cool place desert stars lots of fun stuff there I mean, I would think that you would need to go to Hawaii, you know, to, you know, dance with some sexy, sunny bodies around in crazy whatever beaches or something, something more like wilder, because, you know, in desert, it's just like whatever. I don't, it doesn't sound fun. Yeah, well, look at me. I'm not the uh, type to hang around with uh, bikini clad beauties. I just sit there. Ogling. I mean, just create them a story, you know, that you're this computer guy who earns millions per year. You're a new guy who will create something better than Facebook and they will be all over you. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Yeah, exactly. So should we plan some hot vacation? I, yeah, I, yeah, we should think about doing that. I think that's a really good idea. I could definitely use a break and, um, you know, I'm just going to, I'll put this to the side for now. I've got my decryption thing running it's it's gonna take hours and hours to run anyways i'm not gonna get to it at least till tomorrow so 
Yeah. yeah, so you go to your thing and I go back to my work because Magai will be mad that I am not serving around here, you know? All right. See you around. I like your jacket, by the way. Yeah, 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 but uh, I don't know. I think that this color makes me look even more pale. You always say that. Mm, I guess so. Anyway, I have to go back into my uniform. Lunch break is over. All right, later. Later. You say goodbye. Wiki leaves for work and then... You go home to your house. And we're gonna jump to current time again. Victoria, you open your eyes. A sharp light makes your head hurt. At first you don't feel anything, then cold. You lie on a metal table, restrained, naked. You look around, Dan is next to you on another table. You see tubes hooked up to a machine next to you. There's several needles in your body. Needles where the tubes connects with you. There are others in here, all on metal tables, all naked. You look back to Dan, he's awake. You are confused. It feels like days are gone from your memory. You are weak, so weak. Dr. Hall comes down from a stairway in the back. The room you are in are a large cellar room with white stone walls. A metal stair leads up to a black door. There's a ramp that goes around the room on the second floor. You can reach the ramp from the same stair that leads to the door. A woman walks behind Dr. Hall. It's Alicia West. Have you taken care of her friends? He stops and looks at you, Wiki. Alicia answers. Yes, they think she's on a flight for Europe. Thank you for listening to The Experiment, a Cult Divinity Lost actual play podcast from TTRP Theater featuring Peter Samuelson, Minta Krigomi, and myself, Curtis Wilkins. The game, Cult Divinity Lost, is produced by Homecast. Music used in this episode is thanks to Koak and Incompetech. Find our other stories live on Twitch or later on YouTube. Podcasts are available on multiple platforms. If you like what you heard today and would like to help support and improve TTRP Theater, visit our Patreon page today. Benefits start for as little as $1. Thanks again from Minta. Peter, and myself, and all of us here at TTRP Theater.